Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. We're continuing with uh, the programmes from last week, Colin, because you are using your new translation of the New Testament. It's called The Truth, just been published. And uh, we're working our way through Ephesians, bringing it to life, really, and making it so relevant for us today. We're picking it up uh, middle of chapter 1, verse 17. And Paul has just said that uh, he keeps remembering the Ephesians in his prayers. And This is what he says he prays. I ask that the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ may impart to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation of who he is and what he has done for you so that you will come to know him better. And we talked about this just a little bit on Friday, that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom And, of course, God's wisdom is so much greater than our human wisdom. And of revelation, he's the one that is the spirit of truth who guides us into all the truth. He takes the words of Jesus and reveals them, makes them known to us. And so the spirit of God wants to bring revelation into people's lives about who Jesus is and what he has done for us, on the cross, through the resurrection, now that he reigns in glory, so that we can know him better. And then Paul says, I also pray for your heart to be filled with light so that you will see for yourself and know in your experience the hope to which he has called you, the purpose he wants to see fulfilled in your life. And I put this in the singular so that every believer can understand that this is what God intends for every single one of us, that every one of our hearts will be filled with light, that we will see for ourselves, each one of us, we will receive this revelation of the truth that brings light into the darkness and to know in our experience the hope to which he has called you. Now, you hear a lot about faith and love, but we don't hear nearly so much about hope. And Paul is going to explain what this hope is because God has called us to see his purpose for our lives fulfilled. You know, he has a plan and a purpose for every one of us. So what is this hope? And the answer to that question, that his saints, all those who belong to him, all those who are born-again believers who have been given the gift of the Holy Spirit, all his saints will enjoy the riches of a glorious inheritance. You see, hope is what lies ahead of us in the future. So, What God has done for us in Jesus actually gives us hope for the future, both in this life and what lies beyond this life. So then Paul further explains by saying that they may know that they may also know his power working in them because they believe in him. 
a power so great that it cannot be compared with any other power. So you see, our hope is that in the future, we will see the plan and purpose of God fulfilled for our lives personally, for his church, for the nations of the world, so that we can enter into the riches of the glorious inheritance that he has made possible for us in Jesus. And when he's writing to the Philippians, Paul talks about laying hold of everything for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of him. In other words, he wants to take hold of his inheritance. And he says, I don't yet claim to have taken hold of all of it. And I think we're all in that position, aren't we? That we have this glorious inheritance of everything that God has made available to us. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places, as we saw last week, that Paul mentions at the beginning of this chapter. And God wants us by faith to lay hold of those blessings, to lay hold of this inheritance, to lay hold of, of everything that is our hope, so that as we receive by faith now, you know, faith is being sure of what we hope for, so we can enter more and more fully into the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose for our lives. And you see, as you lay hold of that inheritance, more and more of the power of God is released in your life. And Paul says this is a, an incomparable power, a power that is so great, you cannot compare it with any other power, because, of course, it is the power of God himself, the power of the Holy Spirit who lives within us. As you mentioned last week, this is all about God's cosmic plan. This is the big picture, isn't it? And we are part of that big picture. And you see, this is it. We can, we can see God's purpose for our lives personally and individually. But immediately we have to remember, well, that's part of something bigger. It's part of the plan and purpose he's working out in the local body of Christ or church to which I belong, which in turn is part of the purpose that he's working out in his whole church throughout the world, which in turn is part of his purpose that he's working out in the world, which in turn is part of his purpose that is impacting the whole of creation. And we all have a part to play. And so we all have a part to play. You go right down to the personal individual, but we all are part of this great master plan of God. And it, we don't have to understand everything about that plan to be part of it. What we do have to understand is what God is asking of us personally and, and in the corporate context to which we belong, so that we are faithful and obedient in doing our part. And God knows how that fits into his bigger plan. If, if, I, if I was to go back to the early 1970s when the revival took place in my Anglican church in, in Luton. I mean, all we were concerned about was uh, being faithful to God in what he was asking us to do to reach the vast council housing estate that we were surrounded by with the gospel so that we could make the gospel relevant and we could see the great social needs that there were in that area being met. So we were very much focused on being faithful and obedient at that level. Now, what we could never have foreseen was the way that God took that faithfulness and obedience and actually 
blessed multitudes of people all over the world through the books, through the teachings, and through the ministry that developed out of that. I mean, one would never have seen that. We didn't even understand that that was God's purpose. All we saw was our need to be obedient to the immediate thing that God was placing in front of us. And I think that's a big lesson for us all to learn because, you know, every day of our lives, God places before us things that we need to do to express his love, his faith, to witness to him, to serve people, to encourage, to build up, bless. And we can't understand always how just being faithful and obedient in those small ways could actually be part of something so much bigger. But that's the reality. Maybe it's just as well sometimes because we'd be overwhelmed. Well, we might be overwhelmed. Um, we might not even get out of bed, if you see what I mean. <laughs> we might think, uh, goodness, how can, how can I be part of that? But you see, God knows us, and this is why he, he, only, he only reveals to us what we need to know. The important thing is that we are obedient. There is so much in the New Testament about our obedience. This is a wonderful prayer to pray, though, isn't it? It is. And uh, what we all need to appreciate is that we have this power working in us. So Paul says in the next verse, you have an example of this power, of exactly how mighty it is in the resurrection of Christ. Yes, the power that raised him from the dead and caused him to be seated in heaven at his Father's right hand is that same power which is within you now. This is amazing, isn't it? Mm. And actually, it's that power that not only raised Jesus from the dead, but enabled him to ascend to heaven. So it is the risen, glorified, victorious power of Christ that is in us. And, and the thing that always impresses me, Julia, is that that spirit led Jesus through the cross, through the resurrection, and into the glory. That same spirit that has taken that path in Jesus is taking us along the same path. We have been crucified with Christ, we have been raised to new life in him, and he is going to enable us to enter into the glorious inheritance that he gives us as the children of God. So, Paul says, as a result of this power, Jesus is now reigning far above every other ruler, authority, power, and dominion. He is greater than anyone else could ever be, not only in this present age, but also in the future age that he will inaugurate. And the wonderful thing is, of course, that we belong to him, we are made one with him, we are living in him, and he's living in us. So Paul says, God has placed everything under Jesus' feet. He has appointed him to have authority over everything for the sake of the church, which is his body on earth. And he intends the fullness of Christ's life to fill everything in every way, first in the church and then in the new creation. And there you see this great cosmic plan of God that he is preparing the way for Jesus to come again when there will be a new heaven and a new earth. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 